And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is a podcast for the website, SeedlessComedy.com. It's a website. Go there. Excuse me while I adjust the microphone because it, I know it's hot. I understand it's hot. I came in extremely hot. But now, here we are, back in the Constitutionals. New setup, on time, hopefully. iPad in hand. This is my iPad Pro on my OtterBox case. Nice and durable. The iPad Pencil, Apple Pencil, is somewhere away in the living room uh i'm sitting extremely far up on the futon it's weird doing this show you over 141 episodes now i've been I, I i don't know where i don't know how i did it uh to where i was comfortable but now i'm just not comfortable <laughs> so here we are doing it okay uh like i said this is the constitutionals if you haven't heard this show before it's uh basically i swear i'm not paying, playing around i'm just trying to figure something out where's the business Where's Google Drive? Oh, I moved it. Why did I move it? Anyway, uh, so far so good. Well, actually, this is the second iPad Pro I've gotten. Uh, over Christmas, I went to go visit my my parents, and uh, my and the iPad Pro I had before this, uh, two fifty six gig, uh, Wi Fi plus cellular. I got it on Verizon, even though I have Google Fi, because <laughs> uh, it was the cheapest way to get it. <laughs> it was great. Two hundred dollars. It was two hundred dollars off plus. I got a bunch of discounts because uh, of the company I work for. And so I, I picked this up. I realized I was last week I was scratching my uh, forearms a lot. I don't know what's wrong with me. They're very itchy, and I think it might be stress. Um, uh, also because I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on uh, equipment that I, I can't afford, uh, <laughs> such as an iPad Pro. Um and uh, and then uh, and so then over Christmas I have th- I've had this thing for two weeks you know by the time Christmas starts like a week and a half a week and a half at most um, and I, so I take it over there uh, for Christmas Eve I spent the night um, they live uh, somewhere in Georgia and I live uh, somewhere in Atlanta so it was very close uh, so I spent the night it was not it was not close enough where I could drive back where I wanted to drive back on a Christmas Eve late on Christmas Eve so I decided to spend the night. And, uh, it was working, it was working fine. I left my apartment. I went to go see my aunt and uncle and my grandmother. And then I went from there to my, where my, my parents live and my mom and my stepdad. And then, uh, I, I, that night it was working perfectly. I was watching the Simpsons was FX was having a Simpsons marathon and it was working perfectly. I said, great. It's working perfectly. Uh, the Apple pencil was working. Everything was working fine. The next day. I leave to go get breakfast at Starbucks because no one made me breakfast. <laughs> I was not even offered breakfast, which is a very a thing that really pissed me off uh, for having to drive you know fifty miles away uh, from the city to go up there. And uh, I was I came back and uh, I, I started playing with it and doing stuff. And I'm trying like to to show my mom like stuff and and uh, it's the Wi-Fi is going out, the cellular is not working, and then the Bluetooth just turns off completely. It says it's on, but it's off completely. And the Wi-Fi is like is it's like connecting and disconnecting, di- connecting, disconnecting. And I'm wondering what the heck's going on? Like I have this a thousand dollar product. Uh, well, it's a two fifty six gig Wi-Fi plus cellular, so it's like eleven hundred bucks. I have this, you know, this expensive product is not working. And uh, I started freaking out. <laughs> then basically after the day after Christmas, uh, which is the 26th, I went to Best Buy. And they didn't have one at the Best Buy. Uh, so I get there, so there was Best Buy in the, the part of the city of Atlanta, Edgewood, uh, where I'm close to. Uh, and that's the one I usually go to. And then there's also one in Buckhead near work, 
where I work. Uh, so I would, so I went to the one at, uh, to the one in Buckhead. This is where I purchased this or where I was going to purchase it. And, uh, they didn't have any more cause I was going to, I was going to buy it there. And then the day I went, they said they were gone. This, this specific Wi-Fi Verizon model and cellular model. And then I went to Edgewood. They had one, bought it. Okay. We can have later conks out. I go to back. I go to Best Buy Buckhead. They don't have any more. They just sold it. Go to Best Buy in uh, Edgewood. They have literally one last one, the exact same one, the exact same color, space gray, 256 gig, Wi-Fi cellular, Verizon. They have literally one more. I race to go get it. Uh, the 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 Geek Squad couldn't figure out. They oh they figured out that it was the bad Wi-Fi card, and then uh, so then I finally eventually got this one. And then the Wi-Fi on this one. <laughs> Just one day, just one time, one day, uh, I think it was two weeks ago or last week, uh, the Wi-Fi just uh, blinked in and out and I went, oh my God, it's happening again. <laughs> uh, so get Apple Care. is what I'm saying. Get Apple Care. Get, uh, get the, just pay for it. It's just, it's seven, six bucks, something like that. Seven or eight dollars. Um, but now I can put the, I can put the iPad, the iPad, I can put the laptop over here and monitor the sound waves and not have to worry about it. Anything, and then uh, I can have the iPad in my hand. Uh, eventually, hopefully, I'll have some type of audio recorder. Um, first things first, let's get into the constitutionals. Welcome. This is the podcast uh, for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Cpluscomedy is a great website. Uh, I was hoping to have uh, some interview things up. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can't just click on a link. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you can't just click on a link. Uh, oh my God, this camera's already dying. What the heck? I charged the battery all day long. Is that okay? Well, eventually we're just going to switch over to the GoPro by itself. And it looks like the GoPro's not even charging and not even uh, recording. So that's good. That's an issue. Uh, NBC is going to add a live studio audience to Hoda and Jenna. Now we've seen live studio audiences with morning shows before. And I'm not talking about live with Kelly and you know, whoever, uh, GMA, moved to a live studio audience in there and they had this a second hour or a third hour and they moved to a live studio audience. Um, so that's the hot thing now. Um, Megan Kelly today also had a live studio audience. Um, and it makes sense because it was, you know, it was a show they're trying to get out to the masses. And uh, I'm very surprised that they're doing this with Hoda for, you know, as late in the game as she's been doing this show on uh, NBC. Uh, executives have reason to try and boost the duo since Scott B and Hager reunited on air in November of viewership for the hour has surged. According to Nielsen, the fourth hour of today has seen viewers in the key demographic of people between 25 and 54 rise 14% and overall audience hike 11% since November of 11th of last year. Uh, and a tiny maker movement. The fourth hour of today has been often been defined by Guilford's knack of injecting zaniness into the proceedings. Oh God! I'll just turn on the second camera just in case the uh, this first camera dies out. It just turned off again. I think I have to get more SD cards. Is it? Oh, is it taking a picture? You can see me mess with this. It is taking pictures. It's not recording video. It's just taking pictures. Oh. <laughs> That's embarrassing. All right, now it's synced up. That is embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. It was on the camera setting. I do have to get a new thing. 
Uh, so this is gonna be this is gonna be great for that hour of uh, the new the morning news show. Uh, they're fu- they're funny enough and they're weird enough to have an audience, and I am surprised that this it's taken this long to do it. Like I said, uh, with Hoda being there for so long. Okay, let's move on. We're gonna push this battery to this limit. Nora Lum, aka Aquafina had an interview with the New York Times talking about Aquafina, the Comedy Central show that is airing soon, and uh, some other stuff that I clicked on before, and the farewell and some other stuff. Okay, on for. I think it's a very interesting interview. Uh, I really love reading the profiles that come from uh, the New York Times Magazine, New York Times proper. Uh, Dave Itzkoff wrote this, and here is the article uh, right here. Now I can show you everything, and I'm going to have to worry about flipping the laptop around. Great little picture of Nora Lum. That is her real name. She's also 31, uh, which is something that surprised me because I always feel like we're only, that's only a couple years older than me, like five. But, you know, still, I think. So, like, Rachel Bloom, when she started Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, she was 22. Uh, then she, before that, she'd been doing the YouTube videos and uh, Robot Chicken, writing for Robot Chicken. And improv, I guess. Who cares? <laughs> um, Aquafina is Nora from Queens is the show and it debuts on the 22nd of January I'm very surprised I was not offered an interview with her I was offered interviews with other people but not her uh, and uh, in the interview Itzkoff talks to her about uh, girl, like she lived in Queens for a little bit when she was younger um, and uh, she had uh, her grand, her grand, her great grandfather owned a Chinese restaurant. I'm, I'm just going to give you the basis of this interview. It was, it was a really good interview. That's why I put it on here. I also read uh, Tom Hanks's profile from the web, from the paper, uh, from this past winter, uh, let's see holiday season, uh, as well as the Dave, not Dave Chappelle, um, Eddie Murphy one. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, profiles out there. Um, I just also just read today. I just read the. Um, the one for uh, Jean-Luc Picard, Saint, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, but now we're talking about Nora Lum. And uh, she, B.D. Wong is in the show. Lori Tan Chan is in the show. Uh, you, you've seen them before. You know who B.D. Wong is. You know who Lori Tan Chan is. Uh, Bowen Yang's in the show. And uh, he was cast on this before he was cast on SNL. Uh, he was a writer prior. Uh, he was a writer in SNL prior to that. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, one important thing that I that Itzkoff really points out is that she's having uh, Nora Lum is having Nora is having this great surge in film. She's on uh, all so many great films, even as a character actor. Uh, but then on television, is it is it bad for her to step back on television? Because you know uh, it will, will slow her down. Because you know you would know, you know, twenty years ago if you no yeah yeah twenty years ago if you did television you didn't do movies, and if you did movies you didn't do television. Uh, and that was that was an even bigger case back in the seventies, back in eighties and nineties. You know, just the TV and movie were separate, but now it's all the same thing. Um, and she feels, she said, I definitely see that. And it was something that I asked myself: Is my trajectory supposed to go like this? Then I realized that my trajectory doesn't make any sense. I have no idea if this is literally going to end tomorrow, which is true. I'm definitely prepared for the end times. I want to do a sitcom for that reason. It was something that was on the radar, and I wanted to finish. It was also my second project as a lead and one of my first forays into executive producing. It's, uh, and also note that this is, I like, she's been on shows before, but uh, the show that I remember her being on the most is um, Future Man on Hulu. Uh, she played in the first season, she was uh, 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 kind of a bully slash bad guy. Um, but yeah, 
the Nora Lum, she's great. Aquafina is wonderful. Uh, and then also she said she's not going to drop the Aquafina moniker at any point. Uh, and also, the show was picked up for a second season before this first season has even aired. So uh, Comedy Central is really digging in deep on this. Uh, so let's go to break. Let's take a little break. And then we'll be right back uh, with more of this. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. And we're back to the show. This is going to make for easy editing. Now, if you're watching the video, which I urge you to, you can find over there on YouTube.com slash C plus comedy. Uh, I have the second cam- The first camera is gone completely. The second camera, which is a GoPro, has become the main camera and is now sitting directly in front of me. It might be poorly lit. I do. Actually, no, it should be really lit really well because I do have the light directly over me. All right. Let's get into the last couple of stories. Um, has anything happened? Has anything special happened to me this week? Uh, a guy cut me off today. It's Atlanta, so it happens almost every day. Uh, and I honked the mess out of him. Oh, also, I let so uh, I have a I have a Chevy Volt. I have a have a hybrid. Uh, obviously, I haven't been able to charge it for uh, quite some years. <laughs> um, and um, just you know, based on living situations. And my so the key fob, the unlock on the key fob, has been used obviously to death. Um, and you know, recently within the past, I guess year. If you, even if you even if you just gra- like just slightly graze the entire key fob, uh, the 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 car unlocks. And since you know we don't have any covered parking, my car unlocks. Someone's gonna go into it, uh, especially at night because we live in the middle of the city, uh, where a bunch of homeless people are. And I so I go to the gym this morning, and I get in my car, and I see that my glove box is open, and uh, and my I have an I have an ice scraper in there, uh, so for the windshield. So that's just that's just like laying on the ground, and then but nothing else in my glove box is there uh, is like is taken. Uh, my Taylor Swift albums are safe, and my insurance and my Bible, <laughs> the Bible I have in there for some reason is safe. Uh, but then I notice I go I haven't I have an Axe body not Axe uh, Old Spice body spray thing in there just to you know freshen things up because it it can get stinky because that is a car I take to the gym because <laughs> uh, I have multiple cars and uh, it was gone just gone and then I and then I'm like and I, and I go did I leave the glove box open? And I thought, why would I ever do that? And I close the glove box and then I go, oh crap, someone, I left, the car was unlocked and somebody came into the car. Look inside, I have the, the center console and I just, and I, and oh, my freaking knife is gone. Shoot. And the things I keep in there are a, a knife I got from a, from a bachelor party um, that was gifted to me from, uh, from a bachelor party I was at and, uh, and you know, gum and just like a really crappy pair of sunglasses. And that's where my Bluetooth module is. And, uh, that and a, and a cigar cutter. Cause <laughs> you know, you never know when you need, need a cigar cutter and, uh, and the Bluetooth module, the, the gum. And I, and I, now that I realize the knife, uh, were gone and a spare key to my house, which I probably move. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, that was gone. And I would go, oh, so my Bluetooth module's gone, and I go, well, great. And I had, a, and I had a ground splitter, a grounding thing to make it to make the buzz go away. Um, and it was gone. I go, well, you know, f- f- freaking great. And then I get, uh, when I get to the gym, I get, I open my door, and in the driver's side, I always kept uh, a uh, an umbrella that it was. Very, very dumb story. But one day it was raining. Like I was, I parked my car. It was this is in college. Uh, I parked my car, uh, sort of off campus, and then I walk all the way to uh, 
to like one of the buildings where I think I was going. And then uh, it's, it was, it was raining so hard. It was raining and pouring and stuff. And, and then I go, you know, what? I should go back to my car and get my umbrella. Cause I'll be here all day. I run back to the car and get my umbrella. <laughs> it's a very crappy, just broken down umbrella. I probably got from Walmart at the time. And then I, I, I go to class and I'm soaking wet. And then I just go, you know, I'm just gonna throw the umbrella away, <laughs> I throw the umbrella away. And I go and I go to the bookstore and I buy an umbrella from the school. And it's a, it was a very expensive umbrella, you know, for being a college student, it was a $20 umbrella and it had a uh, university of Tennessee Chattanooga on it. And I thought I was so mad, you know, just having to buy that umbrella, but, uh, I've kept, I kept it obviously over the past, what, five years. And I used it whenever, whenever it rained. Cause I, cause it was, a, it's a good umbrella. It was a good sturdy umbrella. You know, it had to be for $20. And, uh, that umbrella is now gone. Uh, so I was at the gym and I was, I was boxing at the gym and I, and every time like I hit the bag, I would, I got madder. I just, and I used that anger to just hit the bag even harder. Uh, but if I, but I came to the conclusion, I do not care if I see the homeless person that has my freaking umbrella, I'm going to chase them down. I'm not going to offer to pay for it. I want to chase them down and I'm going to take it back. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. I was, you should have. If you if you heard the things that I was saying about this the homeless person the hypothetical homeless person, uh, you would have been you would have been like wow Chad is mad. <laughs> uh, I just oh boy. Seriously, I, I hope they. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna say it because it's gonna be it's very bad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so now I'm out that stuff. But uh, thankfully, nothing else was taken. So now I have to. Uh, when I get paid tomorrow, I'm going to buy a, uh, a new, not a new key fob, but a new key fob case. Take, I'm going to pry it open, pry open the old one, take the circuit board and replace it into that new key fob because it's just uh, the case because it's just, uh, uh, oh, well, this is brand new NBCU's peacock pricing launch and, uh, date announced launch date announced. Uh, so let's pop that open into a new tab. If, uh, <laughs> If Chrome on the iPad would work. Apparently it's not going to. Uh, Okay, this is NBCU's Peacock pricing and launch date announced. We're going to read this together. Peacock will unfold. This is from Variety written by uh, Todd Spangler. My good friend. Peacock will unfold its tail feathers this spring for Comcast customers and will launch widely across the U.S. this summer. What I have Comcast for internet, so I wonder if I can use that. Streaming service from Comcast and NBC Universal will be available April 15th for Comcast, Xfinity TV, and broadband-only customers. Broadband. Internet. Yeah, that's me. It will debut nationally July 15th. Oof, Jesus. Including a free ad-supported version of Peacock that carries about half the content. What? Oh, good lord, guys. Don't do that. All right, pricing tiers for the service uh, are as follows. Peacock Premium. With a total of 15,000 hours of live and on-demand content, this tier will be available to Comcast, Xfinity TV, and broadband subscribers via Flex. And Cox Communications video customers with ads for no additional charge. Oh, so as long as I have Comcast Internet, I can use it, right? Or just, oh, no, no, that's if you have the video customers. Okay. Uh, The company expects to bundle Peacock Premium with additional partners in the coming months. Comcast and Cox customers can upgrade to an ad-free version of Peacock Premium for an additional $5 per month. Peacock Premium is available, and this is this is the next bullet. Peacock Premium is available for $10 a month with for no ads and $5 monthly with ads for those who don't have service through a Peacock-affiliated TV or broadband provider. Yeah, so it's free if you have broadband. That's what it says. 
That's what it's saying, right? This tier, this is for Peacock Premium. This tier will be available to Comcast, Xfinity, and broadband subscribers via Flex and Cox Communications uh, video customers with ads for no additional charge. Right. So I, so as long as I am subscribed to internet, then I'm fine. And then there's Peacock Free. The free ad-supported option will have some 75,000 hours of programming, including next-day access to current season of the NBC Freshman Broadcast Series. Oh, what does that mean for Hulu? Full runs of older series, movies, daily news, and sports programming. Spanish-language content, select episodes of Peacock Originals, and 10-pole series, and curated genre channels like SNL Vault, Family Movie Night, and Olympic Profiles. That next-day thing is what has me on edge. To current seasons of NBC freshman broadcast TV series. So I wonder if that means shows like Sunnyside canceled uh, and um, the church one. Uh, that's embarrassing because uh, I used to watch it. And I also interviewed somebody from it. Um, the church one, you know, the church one, uh, that one. Uh, I wonder or Jane's playlist. Is that what it's called? No, Jane Levy stars in, it, in that show. Uh, anyway, so I guess freshman series, freshman broadcast series, I guess that means the first season, whatever show is in its first season right now, um, will be on there in full. But then afterwards it'll move to, uh, Hulu. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, so basically $10, five to $10. Comcast is projected investing 2 billion into Peacock over 20 and 2020, 2020 and 2021. Peacock is going to include The Office, Parks and Rec, Married with Children, King of Queens, Third Rock, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Cheers, Everybody Loves Raymond, Frasier, Saturday Night Live, and Will and Grace. Hmm. I wonder what this means for Hulu. It's really got me curious about this. Oh, boy. I don't know. To address subscription fatigue, a version of Peacock will be available for the price of free. Advertising will be limited to five minutes of ads per hour. So you watch two episodes of The Office, then, uh, huh. Okay, well, uh, well, that's, that's an interesting take on streaming. Um, free, and you get half the, half the shows and movies. Uh, I guess that works. Um, but obviously, The Office is going to be on both. Uh, free and the premium version so you can get that but again the past seasons of shows like cheers cheers is on amazon hulu and netflix i did it say cheers was cheers is a cbs show because it's wait a minute or am i just thinking of cheers because i do love that show (laughs) yeah cheers it says cheers uh, or Brooklyn Nine Nine, like I like Brooklyn Nine Nine is on constant rotation for me on Hulu. So I wonder if that means they're going to take that show off, or I wonder if you can watch. So you can watch like the latest season of Brooklyn Nine Nine, but with ads or no ads, you know, depending on your tier. But then on Hulu, that's where the back catalog is going to be. I'm just going to buy the shows. I don't care anymore. I'm buying shows digitally or I'm buying them on DVD, ripping the DVDs uh, or Blu-rays and then having a digital copy on a, on a NAS server because this is ridiculous. I'm not paying for this crap anymore. He says as Disney Plus took $7 out of his account yesterday. I signed up. I have the I have Disney. I have the bundle and they still took $7 out of my account. So I got I to gotta get on the, the horn with somebody with that one. All right. This next story. It's way too long. 
Cynthia Erivo responds to Stephen King's tweets about diversity in art. Now, Cynthia Erivo, she's been nominated uh, twice over for an Oscar this past week. But we're not talking about the Oscar nominations uh, because I could talk about diversity all over the case right now. Stephen King tweeted this. Uh, He would never consider diversity in matters of art, only quality. It seems to me that that to do otherwise would be wrong. In response to this year's Oscars nominees uh, not being inclusive for women or people of color. HBO presented a panel for the latest adaptation of one of his works, The Outsider. Uh, This comes from uh, the variety written by Danielle Turciano. Uh, King was not in attendance. He had never been scheduled to appear, even uh, prior to sending the tweet, but actor Cynthia Riva, who's in the show, The Outsider, the miniseries, responded to the question about diversity's place uh, in not only the art, but also business of film in Hollywood. Uh, the quote is she's talking about black women, women in general. I think you're seeing more of it on TV, HBO in particular, uh, where you have Regina King on Watchmen. It was incredible. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's very interesting. that um, She, uh, the, so the whole issue is that uh, women directors, mainly Greta Gerwig, all of anybody talking about, uh, didn't get nominated for little women, uh, a movie about a, a bunch of white women. Uh, I've come to a, a part of my life where I just don't care about white women are going to be fine. No matter what happens, Greta Gerwig is going to get, I understand that might be a little controversial. I pray Jesus. Uh, white women are going to be fine no matter what happens. And in, in the end, yes, I understand they can be sexually harassed. I understand uh, stuff can happen to them. The same stuff that can happen to, to, to other women of color, to, to women of color, excuse me, can happen to white women. But women of color are the ones who are in the doghouse here. Uh, uh, black women, repeatedly the, 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 the worst treated women in the world. Uh, trans women of color, they, they, I mean, God forbid, they live. You know, they're, always, they're, they're killing themselves and uh, it's getting suicidal. And, and because they're, they're the, the, the black sheeps. Uh, uh, Indian women, Asian women, it's all like white women are going to work. White women are going to work. There's going to, there's not going to be a shortage of white women working. All right. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but women, women of color have it way worse. And I'm not trying to compare. I understand that there's a whole fight, you know, for women, women of color and people of color to uh, fight back against the white man. But in this case, (laughs) Greta Gerwig is going, I guarantee you going to be at the Oscars next year with another movie. She was at the Oscars with Lady Bird. She was at the Oscars with Little Women, Little White Women. Uh, now she's going to be at the Oscars with uh, Little White Men or whatever her follow-up is. Uh, so there you go. I, I, I There's a fight going on. Uh, but Cynthia Revo has to work 10 times as hard as Greta Gerwig uh, when it comes to this type of stuff. Again, I know Greta Gerwig uh, suffered and whatever. But Cynthia Revo, Carrie Washington... Uh, Malala Yusuf, uh, you know, let's see, uh, let's see, oh God, um, Margaret Cho, Sherry Cola, who I just had a conversation with for the website, all have to work tw- like 1,200 times as harder than Greta Gerwig, who can walk on a street and, and uh, <laughs> I'll stop myself. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. 
And finally, Spike Lee, this is from the New York Times, is going to head the Cannes Film Festival jury. This is written by Alex Marshall. Look at this picture of Spike. Oh, you probably can't see it, but look at this picture of Spike. Just sit on the couch. Click on the click on the article. It's a, it's a good article. Spike Lee is going to be ahead of the Cannes Film Festival. The festival said this Tuesday. The fa- that festival loves him. He's been at the Cannes Film Festival with every single one of his films. Um, in a statement released by the festival, Lee said he was, quote, shocked, happy, surprised, and proud all at the same time. In this life, I have lived. My biggest blessings have been when they arrived unexpected. Lee's relationship with Khan started back in 1986 when She's Gotta Have It, de- his debut feature about a young black woman, won the festival's youth prize for the best young director. Reporting from that festival for the Times, Larry Rotter said the film was uh, Rotter. Said the film was received so warmly, quote, that some enthusiastic French critics had already begun talking about Mr. Lee as the black Woody Allen, perhaps because of his sense of humor and his loving treatment of the New York City of New York City. Excuse me. Uh, and ever since then, uh, the the con con the con people love him. Con people love him. And it's good that he's going to be able to uh, choose what film. I think the jury is what they choose. Uh, th- those people uh, just choose what's the best film of the, you know, the thing. Uh, the president of the festival, Pierre Le Secure, and Terry Fromau is the artistic director, praised Lee in a joint statement, saying, quote, Spike Lee's perspective is more valuable than ever. Khan is a natural homeland and a global sounding board for those who reawaken minds and awaken and question our stances and fixed ideas. Lee's flamboyant, flamboyant personality is uh, sure to shake things up. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Spike Lee is definitely one of the best of our time. And uh, it's really it's really important that he was able to do this. Ooh, we've been going for half an hour. That's good. Really good. And I got this episode done ahead of time, but news time is still late. <laughs> Uh, what, what it do, what it do. (laughs) That's the title of this episode. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where there are some brand spanking new interviews, hopefully by the time that this is uh, a week old. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) next week, just look for two new interviews. Uh, one with um, uh, Nicholas Kumbi, uh, an Australian actor who was in the Dorothy's Explorer movie, live action film, and uh, he is in a new show called 68 Whiskey over there on the Paramount Network. And then the other one is Sherry Cola. She's in Good Trouble um, over there on uh, buh, 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 uh, Freeform. Uh, Good Trouble's been around for a minute, but 68 Whiskey's a brand new show produced by um, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer uh, with your Imagine Productions. That's off the top of my head. <laughs> that really is. Uh, so definitely check those out. Both good interviews. Nicholas is from Australia. You can hear it in his accent. It wasn't as thick as the one I'm putting on right now. We talked about the fires in the end part, but uh, his family is safe. So I said, I hope your family's safe. And he's like, they are. That's not how he sounds, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, Sherry and I talked about, I d- it, the, Sherry and I spoke um, the day after the Oscars uh, nominations were announced and people were already uh, writing. Insane, it's insane because the Oscars were announced, California time, 518. 
uh, my time, uh, 9.18. No, excuse me, sorry. 6.18 California time, 9.18 my time. And no, 8.18. It was 8.18 because I was on my way to work. So 8.18 and 5.18 uh, respectively, my east-west time. And by the time 11 a.m. hit, I've, I saw opinion pieces, editorials from uh, Vox, uh, New York Times, Washington Post. Like everybody had already written something. Uh, and <clears throat> very interesting that people, they probably already had those planned out. Uh, about there not being diverse people, women, white women, of course, and, uh, and people of color inside the uh, Academy voting and the movies and stuff like that. Anyway, so Sherry and I spoke about uh, Asian women representation, Asian people representation, rather, and women and female representation and uh, queer representation because she is a person of the LGBTQ community, uh, community. And uh, we talked about that. And it was great. I did. I, I as you know, already have, I have questions written out and everything. But uh that was that was what I was feeling because I read like five of those things and I've been on a huge kick lately about uh, again uh, white women. I love dating white women. I love I love dating white women. Oh, <laughs> but listen, you're gonna be fine in the end. <laughs> me, women who look like me, women who are darker or lighter or whatever, you're not. Uh, so <laughs> if we gotta if we gotta fix that. So definitely check that out. Check both of those out, excuse me, over there on cpluscomedy.com. And then you can also, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, see me switch around the cameras a little bit, you can go to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy for that. And uh, you can also there check out the premiere show, News Time, which is a show. It's like the daily show. I take one story. I dive into it for a couple of minutes and uh, try to make it funny. This week's episode is about uh, political debates, where they came from, how they started, blah, blah, blah. I found some great footage from the second season of uh, the 1956 season of Face the Nation on CBS, where Eleanor Roosevelt and Margaret Chase Smith were debating in the first live televised debate. Women. Women did it. Right? Ugh. Anyway, uh, check it out over there on youtube.com slash comedy. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, tell your friends, uh, about the podcast rate, review us on Apple podcasts, subscribe wherever your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, those four places and anywhere else. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I love you. Goodbye.